Hello everyone. Hello everyone. It's so good to be in on back on church online church. Can you imagine if somebody would have said to me in two months the whole entire world, it doesn't matter which church you're attending, will be online. I think we, I would laugh crazy and say, "Come on, that's uh, like a joke." And now it's reality. The whole world is almost like lockdown because of the virus. And I think the best days of the church are not behind us. They're always in front of you, guys. And I truly believe you cannot stop the kingdom of God, not even a virus, because God has a plan. And the plan is always bigger than our toughest circumstances or situations because God is and always will be. And God has the tremendous power to change, even though in a crisis, certain things. The message title is, God makes everything new. And I think it's one of the biggest encouragement actually in the whole entire Bible that God is promising you and me, even your body, even your soul, and even your spirit will be renewed completely and totally. This is an actually an amazing encouragement for you guys. Maybe right now you're facing a tough season because of the virus. Maybe you're at home and you are afraid or maybe you got into the panic modus or you start to being restless about all those things. And God is saying right now to you and me, I, the God Almighty, I'm in the position to make everything new. I want to close the message with the Pesach festival. And you have to understand, the people of God, they have been slaves for 430 years. And they were in some houses, and the people of God, they saw 10 pledge. The 10 pledge actually was a message to the Egypt people, and even though to the people of God, with other words, turn back, redempt, say sorry for all your mistakes and your failures. Can you imagine? The people of God, they saw the miracles of God. Every God, they approached the God of Israel. God was always stronger. And I think grace means God is not a God of judgment. Before God judges you and me, God always gives us a warning sign. Ten times God was warning not only the Egypt people, even though the people of God, I think right now the virus can be, could be a warning message from God to the whole entire church, to the body of Christ, to the local church, to you and me. And I think it's very important that we understand in every crisis there is a message. And the message is, I am your God. Your anchor, the center, the redeemer, the forgiver, the healer, and I'm in the position to make everything new. How cool is that actually? And I think when the people of God, they took the Pesach, they took the lamb, they slutched the lamb and they put the blood on the doors as a sign, we belong to God. The Pesach means that the angel of God was passing by. When we are marked with the blood of Christ, this is good news, you are marked, the, the angel of death will pass by. This is actually a symbol. But even though when the people of God were celebrating the Pesach, they were also singing. Because praise and worship has always been a big part in the body of Christ and even though for the people of God. That means even in high seasons, we praise God, right? We praise God also in low seasons, right? The same God is with us in a mountain peak. It's the same God is also with you in the deepest, lowest valley. That means God has not changed at all. He is and always will be. And I saw in the Instagram an amazing story happened because 
The whole world is under shock, the virus, and I saw in Georgia, in America, on a Saturday, a lot of Christians, they went with their cars to the parking slot in front of the hospital, and they were singing and praising in a high season, in the low season, in all the tests, that God still is a miracle-working God, a way-maker. And here is a true story on the screen. Wow, so amazing. You know, in the deepest valley, in the deepest crisis, like the people of God in their houses, they praised and worshiped God Almighty, a God who still is in the position to make everything new. And when, that, when people heard that, even the nurses and the doctors, they went on the rooftop and they started to join all those people in the parking slot and together they praised Jesus, our God Almighty. And let's see the next small clip. Wow, wow, really wow. This is amazing. This is a message. Come on, people. The people in America, and even though the people of God in, in their houses, they praise God even though if I don't see your miracles right now. Maybe right now you're asking yourself the question, all the Christians around the globe, we're praying so hard and so loud and so wild on our knees. We confess our sins. We fast so long. Why is God not taking that virus away? But here is the message. In the deepest crisis, we know God will make everything new. For 430 years, the people of God were asking, screaming for a breakthrough, for a miracle, for a new life, not in, the, in Egypt, with, in freedom. And it came the day when they took the Passover and God says, now hurry and move out of Egypt. And here is the story in the Bible. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkot. There were about 600,000 men on foot, besides women and children. Many other people went up with them, and also large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. With the dough the Israelites had brought from Egypt, they baked loaves of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast, because they had been driven out of Egypt and had not have time to prepare food for themselves. Now the length of time the Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years, to the very day, all the Lord's divisions left Egypt. Wow, what a story. Can you imagine for 430 years, the people of God were suffering, they have been slaves. And all of a sudden in their houses, in the high seasons, in their low seasons, they praise God. God, you are a miracle working God, even though if I don't see it. There came the moment they left 
Egypt. Can you imagine what a miracle? And here's a message to the whole entire body of Christ. God can do the miracle out of the blue. God can do the miracle in one second. It's not a big deal. That's why never give up believing. Never give up dreaming. Never believe. Never stop knocking in the God's doors. And I think God will open that amazing door. Uh, when I read that Bible text, there was one small detail. It touched me and it shows us about the grace of God. I thought in the beginning, maybe only the people of God, they moved out of Egypt. And I thought all the people in, in, in Egypt, they, they, they experienced uh, the judge of God. But check out in Exodus chapter 12, verse 37 and 38. There were about 600,000 men plus an older woman and children. A rebel of non-Israelites went with them. That meant God gave the Egypt people and the people of God, everyone the same chance to repent and turn around to God. They walked out of Egypt. They were redeemed from Egypt. God redeemed that from Egypt. And the goal is always redeemed for the promise of land, the promised land. They have been redeemed from Egypt, redeemed for the promised land. And here is my question. When the people of God were in the middle of a desert, they were redeemed from Egypt, but they were not redeemed for, they were like in the middle my question is, the people of God walked out from Egypt, but the spirit of Egypt was still in them. We can be redeemed from Egypt, but is Egypt out of you? What I mean by that is often we say, I I turn around my old lifestyle, I walk around, away from my old lifestyle. But all of a sudden you're realizing, my old lifestyle is still in me. You're saying, Christ, forgive me all my sins and you're forgiven and you're like in the desert and you're realizing there's still some sins in me or some habits in me. That means, for example, if you are going to a rough season and you're starting to worry and to doubt and often people say, I need vacation. And then you fly out to an amazing place in an island, a palm tree and the sun is shining and you drink your sparkling water and you're sitting in the most beautiful island on planet Earth, that's the moment when you're realizing, oh, I'm far away from home, but I took the whole worries, the whole jealousy, everything with me. That means you are redeemed from where you live, but all those issues are still in you. And here's the question, in those 40 years, God was saying to the people of God, you left Egypt, but unfortunately, Egypt is still in you. I want to give you three ex uh, uh, stories. For example, if you are in a prison, all the people in the prison, they will say, oh, I, I, I'm looking forward for the day when I will be redeemed from the prison because I don't like the prison food anymore. I don't like the prison clothes anymore. I don't like the prison lifestyles anymore. And what they do usually, they count their days, they're marked every day and say, okay, from now in five days, in four days, in three days, in two, in one day, I'm redeemed from the prison. And then they're walking out from the prison and a lot of statistics, they have proved that when you are redeemed from the prison but not redeemed for a bigger vision, you know what happened? 
Maybe after three or four months, those people get bored. They're falling back into crime and they're going back to the jail where they came from. You know why? Because the jail attitude is still in them. A static says only those people, they will not go back to jail anymore. They're creating in the prison, not only the vision, I want to be redeemed from the prison, I want to be redeemed for. What is the for? They will say in the prison, if I'm walking out from the prison, I will get married. I will start a family. I see myself walking around with my kids and I will play and I start my own company. Their vision was not only redeemed from the prison, they had the vision redeemed for a bigger person, a bigger purpose actually. Same thing if you are, maybe have a little, uh, you are very heavy, that means you're overweight, you have a lot of weight actually, and say, I, I, I want to lose weight. And after people, they want to lose weight because they're saying, oh, it's not healthy for my bones. If I do sport, I, I breathe so heavy. And then all of a sudden, they're losing weight because I say, I want to redeem from being heavy. And when they're losing a lot of weight, and this is a big compliment if you're losing weight because it's a lot of discipline. I know what I'm talking about. But often what happens is a year later, maybe you're going to a rough season, maybe your friendship is falling apart, or a lot of stuff happens. What happens often, people start to eat again, and you're getting heavier than before. That means you are redeemed from Egypt, but Egypt is still in you. You're redeemed from sin, but sin is still in you. You're redeemed from certain habits, but the habits are still in you. But those people that are lasting, not gaining weight anymore, are those people, they're not saying, I want to be redeemed from being heavy. I want to be redeemed for. What is the vision? Why should I lose or I want to lose weight? I remember when I lost about 40 pounds. That's a big number in my life. I never said that's the number I want to achieve. I said, My reason why I'm losing weight is I want to be fit. Because when I preach, I have to be fit. When I travel, I have to be fit. When I walk, I want to be fit. And my vision was being fit and not the number. That means right now, you need the vision I'm redeemed for. Another um, story is some years ago, uh, we had in our latest lounge, Annie Lobert. She's from Las Vegas. And she was an ex-prostitute. And she said to me, when she was in the prostitution, she had a longing to be redeemed from that lifestyle because there's a lot of violence in it, drugs and alcohol and a lot of things. And she said, I don't want to be a prostitute anymore. And through a miracle, she was redeemed from that lifestyle. But then she told the story, if you are redeemed, it's like the people of God, you're not in Egypt anymore, but you're not in the promised land, you are in the middle And she said, you know what happens then is all those girls and boys, they're starting to work in a, as a waitress or in, in a company and they're earning a little bit of money. And all of a sudden, after some month, they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm working so hard for one month and I could earn the same amount when I'm going back and doing the sex thing for one night. It's the same amount of money. And she's saying more than 95% of all the prostitutes They're going back to their old lifestyle. They have been redeemed from the prostitution, redeemed from, but not redeemed for. 
And she said, those girls and boys, they are, are free forever. They're those girls and boys, they are in the situation, they're saying, what is my dream? What is my purpose? The purpose has to be bigger than only be redeemed. I have to be redeemed for. And she said, I want to start a family. I want to get married. I'm looking forward to a husband who loves me, who cooks for me, who cares for me. He asks me questions. He's like a gentleman. And here is the story. The people of God let them out of Egypt from the slavery. But their goal is always redeemed for the promised land. In the middle, in the desert, and check this out, the people of God, after three days, they were mourning and complaining because there were no food, no water, and nothing. Some people were complaining, oh, we will starve here. We will die here. We are running out of food. Let's go back to Egypt. That means they left Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. All of a sudden, if you are afraid, one thing happens, often people, they turn back where they came from. Here is a very funny story in terms of the coronavirus. We experience one thing, and then we turn back again. <laughs> what a crazy story. One little thing. I want to turn around. One thing happens and we will move back to Egypt, right? A second reason why it could be that you change your lifestyle is a lot of people of God in the 40 years, day and nights, they saw God start to rain manna from heaven. It's like a heavenly bread and there was a, a, a rock where water was running out. And after a while, when you see there's the provision of God, you are in the middle, you're not in Egypt, but either you're not in the promised land, you're like in the middle. And all of a sudden, you start to managing your life and even the commandments of God, you always find for yourself a way to win. In the coronavirus, the whole government around the globe is saying, stay in your house. Don't move out of your house. And here is a story. find a way to win. You, you understand here the, the story? God was redeemed from Egypt, but actually for the promise of, of, of the land, and they were stuck in the middle of a desert. And now I want to ask you a question. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 21, God is speaking about his Egypt attitudes in our lives. This is actually a big uh, list. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orchards, and like them. Goes on and on and on in an amazing list. And here is a list 
And I think right now a lot of people around the world you say, yeah, in this list there are maybe one or two things I struggle too. Even though you left Egypt, you left your old flesh, your old life, your old Adam, but still there is a lot of things in you. And the question is, have you left Egypt or is Egypt still in you? Right now, because of the coronavirus, a lot of people, you stay at home for the last of couple of weeks. And what happens? Actually, a lot of violence takes place. People start to drink, taking drugs. Uh, pornography is a big topic. A lot of uh, families, they have a big fight. And a lot of people think this is because of the pressure. But the pressure only reveals what was always already in you. Don't be shocked. Right now what you see was already in you. But in a precious moment comes out what is already in you. And I think you say, I want to be redeemed from idol worship. Or I want to be redeemed from jealousy. The opposite is actually in uh, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We want to be redeemed for, and here are some amazing points that God is saying to you and me, to the people of God in the desert. In those 40 years, God is saying, I want to change those things into the blessing zone of love, joy, peace, and patience. So the number of 40. The people of God have been 40 years in the desert. You have to understand the word 40 comes up often in the Bible. For example, Moses, he was 40 years out in the desert away from Egypt, from a very luxury lifestyle. He was like in the nowhere. Even Jesus was, uh, was fasting and praying 40 days and nights alone in the desert. Why alone? When you're fasting alone, this gives you the power for a breakthrough. Maybe you have some habits, some issues in your life and you say, I don't want to have this anymore. I want to get rid of it. The word quarantine. The whole world is in a quarantine. Comes from the France language. Means number of 40. 40 days of fasting before Eastern. And then uh, quarantine means also when a boat arrived at the harbor, they said, oh, there is a, there is a virus on that boat. And they said, you cannot come here and they had to wait for 40 days and night in the boat until the virus was deleted. And the word 40 in the desert, it's a number where God is saying there is a virus world right now in you. Nobody speaks about the inner virus. We speak about how can we fight against the virus, the coronavirus. But who speaks about the inner virus? Everyone has the inner virus, maybe of hostility, jealousy, disagreement, envy, drunkenness, being eating. You know what I mean? 40 days is also the number where you can change something in you. If you put these attitudes into a quarantine for 40 days a night, you will get rid of all those things. 
In every management books and all the smart books, they're saying, if you have a habit, you can change every habit in 40 days and 40 nights. That's the number. What will happen if we as a body of Christ, if we as a followers of Jesus Christ were saying, I have some issues and I want to be redeemed from all those stuff and I put this in a quarantine and I'm praying for 40 days and night because I'm redeemed for. Not redeemed from, I'm redeemed for. I want to close the message with a very simple illustration actually because redeemed for means you create a vision, recreate a feeling how God sees you. Here is the thing, when you're focusing on redeemed for, that is not the vision redeemed for. You know, uh, to worry creates a lot of energy, right? To worry, you create a lot of, it creates a lot of energy. To say the same amount it takes to worry, it's the same amount you can take and you create a vision. It's the same amount. With other words, if you worry, then use the same energy to create a vision how God sees you. You are re redeemed for. Check this out. For example, you say, I want to be redeemed from poverty. I don't like my poverty in terms of how I think, maybe money thing, and say, God, redeem me from my poverty. This is a vision. Redeem me from. But here's the thing. Redeem me for. For I want to be generous. I'm not want to be um, poverty. I want to be generous. You create a vision. You can say, oh, I'm living a very passive, passive lifestyle. And in, in my working place, I'm doing very good decisions. I'm coming home, all of a sudden, I'm lazy. Say, God, I want to redeem from passivity. Now, I want to be redeemed for the Holy Spirit. It's like dynamis, dynamis in my life. Like a wind. He pushes me in an active lifestyle. I redeemed for to being generous with the Holy Spirit. A lot of people say, I'm afraid. Fear is actually my foundation. I want to be redeemed from fear. No, I want to be redeemed for courage. God has given us the spirit of encouragement. We can be courage, generous, the Holy Spirit. I'm courageous. We can do stuff we have never done before. You understand the difference from from to to? It's not the same vision. Here is because I have a problem, but here I'm looking to the right attitudes in my life. I don't want to be only redeemed from because I'm struggling. I'm redeemed for a vision, for a dream, for a calling, for goodness, love, and joy, and peace, and patience, friendliness, and grace, and faithfulness, self-control. I'm redeemed for that lifestyle. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Check this out. God is saying, you left your old mindset of Egypt, not only redeemed from slavery, from poverty, from control. You are redeemed 
for a promised land where milk and honey is overflowing, where goodness and righteousness and love and peace is surrounding you. I just want to encourage you, wherever you are right now, just take a piece of paper or you open up your laptop or smartphone, just write down, I am. What kind of a person I want to be? What kind of a person I want to be in Jesus Christ? I want to be generous. I wrote down eight points for my life. I wrote down, I am generous. That's my lifestyle. I am a good leader. I am a good father. I am an amazing preacher and teacher. I wrote down eight things the way I believe that God sees me. I don't want to only be redeemed from I want to be redeemed for, for something bigger than just Egypt. And I think right now, God makes everything new. Maybe you're struggling financially. Maybe you're struggling in your terms of your health, of your future, of your family. Some issues right now comes up. Put these issues for 40 days and nights in a quarantine. And I tell you, after 40 days and nights, you are redeemed from, redeemed for something bigger. Can we pray together and invite the Holy Spirit to change you from to for a bigger calling, a bigger purpose. Father God, I'm so thankful right now that you are here right now and you see and you hear my cries. You see my circumstances and my challenges and my issues. You are God, you cease. You're able to hear and you recognize all my longings. Yeah, Father God is right. I left my old lifestyle. I turned around back to my old lifestyle. But so often I feel that the old lifestyle is still in me. And somehow I'm stuck in the middle in the desert. And I don't want to complain. And I don't want to mourn. And I will not be afraid of dying, of losing, of not having enough. I lift up my eyes, not where I come from. I lift my eyes where I belong to be. You promised for me the promised land. You have created for me the promised land as well. A land where milk and honey is overflowing a land of peace and the land of prosperity and the land of health and the land of the favor of God and I will not be defined my life anymore about my issues my strugglings and my addictions I don't define my life what people think or will say about me right now God you have a word for me that I am you are forgiven you are belong to the family of God you are healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ you are called to be a son and a daughter of Christ the joy of the Lord is your strength 
Holy Spirit is in you. Joy, peace and love, it's the I am. Proclamation start when you start speaking the truth from God over your own life. I'm not only redeemed from, I'm redeemed for, for. Speak out the truths of God over your life. I am forgiven. I am generous. I am courageous. I am powerful. I am lovely. I am more than enough. The favor of God is leading and guiding and surrounding me. If God is for me, who can be against me? And I have a God who makes everything new. My best days are not behind me. No, 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 no. My best days are in front of me. God is always a God of the future. The same God who did the miracles in the past is the same God in the future. Can we praise God wherever you are, I think? A very good position to praise God is when you get up our feet. It's a position of God. I'm standing here and I'm going to walk you walks. I want to talk you talks and I want to be for use forever. Just praise His amazing name over your situation. Come on, church. Behind the things that pull 
I am. 